Hello and welcome to episode four of the WMBL show. Joining me this week is the goat of humans from the UC Capitals, Jade Melvin. Welcome. Megan Hustler. It's just great to be here. <gasps> it's so great to have you here. Now we are um, recording early on Monday morning. We are so lucky to have you here in the studio because the Caps played in Melbourne last night and uh, you haven't flown home yet. So we're very happy to have you here. I know. What about the timing? So yeah, happy to be here um, and looking forward to yeah what we're going to talk about. We've got lots to chat about today, but first of all, how are you? Because you've been in the injury ward on the sidelines. Give us a bit of an injury update. Yeah, um, I'm feeling really good. Um, yeah, I think I'm super lucky that I've got really great doctors and physios at Canberra. Um, so as soon as the injury happened, they were all over it. Scans were done. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much back into full training this week. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to getting back on the court with the girls. Um, we got Adelaide on the 30th, so I'll be there for that. So an ankle injury and you did it in the final minutes? In the third. In the third. Yeah. Was that against Townsville? Yeah. So yeah. I just jumped up um, and didn't realise where everyone's feet were. Come down and it was just a typical ankle sprain. So um, yeah, for me, I kind of freaked out. I was like, oh, something's not right. Like I'd never done an ankle before and I thought I broke everything. But um, nah, feeling good now. So just excited to get back on the court. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to have you back. Um, plenty to talk about today as we wrap up round three. There were just four games in this round. Two were last Wednesday, which we got to rewind a bit to go so back to long. Wednesday. <laughs> so long ago. Um, but let's chat about them. We'll start with the game of the round up in town. It was the two undefeated teams, the Fire and the Flyers, going head-to-head. And it was Townsville who came out on top, 86-71, to continue their unbeaten streak. What did you think of the Fire in that game? Because it was really a big defensive showing to shut down the Flyers and all their threats. To hold the Flyers to what they did, um, Fire, they're the team. They're the team at the moment, I think. Um, They've got an unbelievable backcourt in Loz Nicholson and Steph Reed. You know, they just complement one another. With their games, um, Mick Roof's having a great season. We saw the best of Hawkins. Um, so, yeah, I think they're a tough team and they're going to be good this year. It's the Loz Nicholson of 2020 in the yes. hub season. And it's great isn't to see. It? it is so good. <laughs> she is the best. She's playing so well. She played all 40 minutes yeah. on Wednesday night. I want to talk about Lara McSpadden too yeah. because uh, Zatino Okuso is out with a foot injury for a little while. means that Lara is getting some more minutes off the bench. And I spoke to Shannon Seabon, the coach, before the game about how Lara was going to get a bit more responsibility. And I just thought she was fantastic. So yeah. she had um, eight points, shot really well, but had some great stops, just really brought in some great energy. And I think it's great to see from a player that's been around a little while, but really playing with confidence yeah. and the confidence that her coach has put in her. I think too, yeah, because, you know, she's been around that t- Townsville system for a long time now. So she knows what they're all about. She knows what the culture's about. She knows the system that Shannon's put in place. And she just she does everything that people don't want to do. Like she gets the defensive stops. She's always in the right position offensively. She gets those O boards. She gets those putbacks, those easy shots that the guards are feeding to them because she's got amazing passes like Reedy. She sets great screens. So, um, yeah, it's so good to see her getting a great opportunity and making the most of it. She's killing it. Hey, speaking of Steph Reed, got her own radio show. Oh. Have you seen that? What can't you do? Right? What can't you do? (laughs) On the weekend. Love to see that. Courtney Woods, as we've spoken about, has her own podcast. Love to see our WNBL players trying their hand at different skills off court. So good on those two for what they're doing right now. The WNBL is talented. Yeah, in so many ways. We all see the basketball. People can do a lot of things in this league. Maybe maybe we should have a segment like, what's your skill? (laughs) Yeah. 
You know, radio host, podcast host. I'm sure there's like some good cooks. What's your skill? Uh, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty good at that. And full-time <laughs> Melbourne supporter. Full-time Melbourne supporter. That takes a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, you have to ride the highs and lows with that team. Been, so. a, few, been a few of both <laughs> lately. Um, let's talk about the other game on Wednesday night. It was out in Perth where the Lynx had an 80-72 to 72 victory over Sydney. So Perth is starting to feel their way a bit now. A lot of changes after... Uh, making the grand final series last year. But I guess the most impressive thing was that they had five players in double figures. That's impressive. Like any team, I feel like if you've got five or six people in double figures, there's not many games you're going to lose. If you've got contributors, that many contributors. And the thing with Perth, they just have weapons everywhere. Like, you know, Sammy misses the shot. Bibi comes down and makes her next one. Atwell's then shooting. I swear, Alex Sharp does not miss a corner three. I can just see that. Yeah. It's embedded in my mind, so many highlights, and I think she hit a three from that corner to beat the Boomers. Yeah. Um, was it in overtime? It was yeah, in it was in overtime. In of course. You I was at the game, and I even got up. I was <laughs> like, Sharpie! <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I feel like you got to scout Sharpie as a good shooter because, like, catch and shoot anywhere, she can do it. But if you're in the corner and you're my teammate and you're not sprinting at that closeout, did you, you have to get the there. Did you read the scout? Like, her, I don't know. But, yeah, they've just got weapons everywhere. And um, even Sherfy, I think, oh. she's just one of the, like, most well-rounded bigs in this league, I think. Um, they've got an offense that they play five out. She stands at the top and she just passes and she hits back cuts, she hits shooters, just a really smart passer. And, you know, Ryan's obviously created that offense to complement her passing's ability. But, um, yeah, they're ticking along well, Perth, and um, they're going to be tough. She's just come along in leaps and bounds. I feel like we talk about Sherfy every week, but with good reason. Yeah. And it's just been a wonderful coach-player relationship that's come together over the last well, last season and then heading into this season with Ryan and Sherfy because she's yeah. full of confidence um, and we know the year that she's had, but I just love, 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 love seeing Sherfy play like this. Me too. Well, let's talk about the Flames because Jocelyn Willoughby, big raps on her um, from the Flames and we can see why and she had a great night with 25 points, albeit in a defeat. Absolutely. And I think she's another person that can score on all three levels, which is really good. Um, and, yeah, she can come off on balls. She can beat players 1v1. She can go into the post and post up small guards. I saw her first in a practice match and I was like, damn, this girl's good. Like that's someone you got to put high on the scout sheet. Um, Yeah, she's a really good player and um, really good pickup and all reports. She's just a student of the game too. Like she brings a notepad to training. Like she wants to learn. She wants to get better. So to have people like her in our league displaying what she's been doing, um, it's just exciting. And I love that amongst the class of um, WNBL 23 imports, so many of them are in their first or second year mm. of the WNBA. Yeah. So we're really seeing that young talent come through. And we saw with Jackie Young last year, mm. the season that she had for Perth and how she was able to transfer that form and momentum into a WNBA season where champion. she- Champion. Yeah, champion <laughs> with the ace but also she was most improved yeah. in the comp, yep. which is a huge accolade. Yep. And a lot of that comes off the season she had for Perth. Absolutely. And what she did for Perth, like she started off slow. She was one of those people that had to kind of feel her way into the league, you know, new league, um, different refs, different style of play. But by the end, um, yeah, she was unreal. She Her pull-up jump shot was something that I'd never seen before. As you said, it took a little while for her to get going, whereas Maybury came out in the first week and just went off. Um 
God I'm bless here. her. Yeah, I am here. I'm here. Love Mabry. <laughs> but then when she was out for a while with that foot injury, Jackie Young really stood up then. So, yeah. oh, I miss them. Yeah. No, just like watching people like that, like just exciting. Like it's not great when you play them. I mean, it is good because you love a challenge, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I just love watching people like that are so good at basketball playing out league. It was just it was awesome. That's how I feel about you, Jade Melbourne. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the good news coming because Adelaide have their first win Woo! of the season <laughs> after three defeats to open their campaign under 10 points. Yep. They saluted against the Flames on Saturday night and Nat Hurst has her first career win as a coach in the WNBL. Did you see all the girls? They they got her after the game, which was awesome. And that <laughs> so just, it just shows how good of a coach and how much respect they have for Nat Hurst. Um, what? everywhere like they just loved it so it was a good sight to see yeah, for the well, girls they yeah. love her um and it was so well deserved because they've been so close yeah. obviously got close to south side um and then they've had townsville and melbourne so you could say three finalists yeah really yeah. i mean they're certainly sides in the top four at the moment so it was a tough start but they were thereabouts they finally got the reward steph talbot we spoke about her on the show last week she looks set to miss a few weeks but she's Started. She is made of tough stuff. Talbot's never going to miss a game. I think. <laughs> I think we all know that. Um, I mean, she's unbelievable, right? She's yeah, not probably the favourites win MVP for no reason. Like she's an unbelievable player. Um, so yeah, and sh- the cool thing was she didn't even have to really get going in that game for Adelaide to win. They had contributors from everyone. Um, but yeah, Talbot's a star, and she's not going to miss many games this year. And you talk about MVP. I think sometimes we forget how consistent she is in yeah. the comp. So runner up to Annalie Mailey last year in the MVP for the Susie Batkovic Medal, won at the previous yes. season in the hub. So and she won everything that season. Oh. Defensive Player of the Year, All Star Five. She needed like a, um, I don't know, a trailer or a. Uh, wheelbarrow, just Didn't just to get wheel her awards out of there because <laughs> she was carrying around like this. I was like, oh, tell like, can I give you a hand? <laughs> she won everything. I <laughs> believe that is two years ago. We need to talk about Lauren Mansfield. Yes, she is in do. incredible form. She's got a pep in her step back in her home state and she is absolutely flourishing. She's thriving in that environment. Um, I mean, she's, she's an unbelievable player and we all knew that, but to go seven to seven from the three-point line, like people dream of that. Like, oh, it was just unbelievable. And she was just making them. She was pulling up. She was making off the dribble. She was making them from two feet away. It was just like if you left her any space, she was just putting it up and it was going in. I was like, that's off to you. Like, that. that's awesome. Like, so to see what she's doing and she brings everyone into the game. She threw a couple no-look passes. She just has fun out there and she looks like she's really enjoying being back in Adelaide in her home environment. She said after the game that her family and friends were watching. So um, I'm super happy that she's back in her home state, um, happy playing basketball again. And yeah, she's going from strength to strength every game. She really is. And she picked up where she left off last round. We know she went off in that last quarter and got Adelaide back into the game again. (laughs) Blicky sat here last week saying, well, if you can do that in the last quarter, what about 16 next week? So she wasn't far off, but that was a magnificent shooting performance. Um, Now, there was some questions going around on Twitter on the night um, about whether it was a league record. It's not a league record. Um, Belinda Snell holds the record from 2005 when she had a fit piece 
Oh, so scoring wow. record for Belinda <laughs> Snell. Um, thanks to Dean for tweeting out. Um, I'll retweet it actually if anyone wants to check. But Dean's always across all the stats in this league, so um, she wasn't far off Mansfield. But I think it's Belinda Snell, Michelle Timms, someone else, Mansfield. It's fair company to be in. Couple of great, couple of great. <laughs> I think Loz will be happy with that. I think so too. Um, they were terrific. I want to ask you about something that's caught your eye um, at the weekend and. A across the season so far, and um, I have a funny feeling it might be someone from Adelaide. Might be someone from Adelaide. I have to give a shout-out to my girl Izzy Borlase. I think she's killing it this season. Um, um, yeah, just to see her come in, like to have 25 points on your first game. Like you remember your debut game forever, and she's gone in and had 25 and nine, acted like she's been playing in the league for ages. And the thing with Izzy too is I don't think she realises how good she can be yet. Like she goes, oh, I was a bit nervous for that game. Like, no, Izzy, you're a star already. Like, um, yeah, just seeing her thrive. She gets the rim just effortlessly. She can score the three. She's strong as she can defend anyone. And yeah, just seeing her do her thing this season. Um, yeah, it makes me happy. We haven't really seen these kind of performances since the hub of 2020 when you were doing it. <laughs> and Jade, um, I tried not to laugh when you were just talking because that's what everyone told you. <laughs> In your first season, how good you were and you would be like, oh, I was a bit nervous, oh, just playing my role. And you were just, what? how many games into your WNBL, well, you started in your first WNBL game yep. against Adelaide. Adelaide. Who were you playing on? I had to guard Steph Talbot, oh, <laughs> who Go went on, on to win the MVP. <laughs> Did she get votes in that game? <laughs> she probably got all three. <laughs> However many votes you could get in that game, Talbot had them all. So that was round one in Townsville. When was it that you won your first game? It was the next game. So we played like, what, four days later? Yeah. Um, we played Townsville and we were able to get the job done there. But And then you hit the winner against Perth in Cairns? Yes. Yeah. Wh- how far into the season was that? Two weeks? I think it was like, yeah, sixth game. Two weeks, which yeah. was six games six back then. Games. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I remember getting like goosebumps when you hit that. That oh, was from stop. a corner. It was. Stop. It was from a corner, wasn't it? It was from the corner. Yeah. Alex Sharp corner. <laughs> the Alex Sharp corner at the, um, what do they call their ca- the snag pit? The snag pit. The old the Bunnings. Old Bun- <laughs> the old Bunnings um, in Cairns. But um, I was so excited to get on court and speak to you after the game. And you gave a shout out to, uh, well, I think I asked you to give a shout yeah. out to the Melbourne family in Terrell. They're like, oh, anyone back home? I was like, oh, shout out mum and dad. You did this, dude. You were still the photo of the thumbs up. Oh, great memories. But um, it's amazing because you, Izzy, you've been coached by Kirsten Veal. Yeah. And she's got a few products that yeah. are playing in the league this season. So, well, I think, yeah, I think. A lot of young guns that are like, yeah, my mates that we've all been at the AIS together, you know, girl on my team, Shanice Swain's absolutely killing it. You know, she gets through defences like a knife in butter. Um, She's so smooth with the ball and she's getting a really good opportunity this year and I can't wait to get back on court with her. And, you know, she's thriving this season and it's just good to see what she can do because we all knew um, it was just a matter of opportunity. So um, she's killing it. Nards. You know, yeah. she just is doing her thing at Southside. Um, we're just waiting for her to erupt. But she had nine points against the Boomers the other night. Mm. Hit a massive corner three when it was important. And just um, her, Izzy, um, yeah, we've all been together at the AIS. We all went to under-19s last year together. So just to see everyone kind of killing it in their own right, um, yeah, it's just exciting to see. Was Dallas in that team too? Dallas was in that team, yeah. yeah. And we wish Dallas all the best. We She's do. just been operated near where we're filming today, near the airport. So <laughs> the um, airport. <laughs> Wishing Dal all the best in her recovery. Do you want to know what caught my eye before we move on? Yeah. Please tell me what caught your eye okay. this week, Megan Hustle. 
<laughs> Robbie Ryan caught my eye. Now, um, Robbie came off the bench and had her best scoring game in the WNBL. I was yep. so rapt to see it because yeah. she, in her first WNBL game, again, started back in round one against the Boomers. And in the opening seconds was pickpocketed <laughs> by the one and only Christy Wallace. I mean, if you have to, your first game, you have to get guarded by Christy oh. Wallace. I'd be so nervous too. It was a baptism of fire. And so it was, you know, she was thrown in the deep end. Like you're coming up against the reigning champs, Christy Wallace, who's played in the WNBA Mm -hmm. this year, just won a medal with the Opals. And it was a bit of a tough initiation for Robbie. And I actually spoke to her after the game. She was a bit, um, not rattled, a, a little bit flat about how the debut went. Yeah. And um, and we had a bit of a chat and I just said to her, you know, you'll remember this, but you'll hopefully play a lot of games in the league. And, and this is just the start. Yeah. This is just where it begins. So I was so happy yep. to see her um, getting double figures and play a really important role and get some reward for Perth because she's done really well coming through NBL1. Mm-hmm. She is an import. I think yeah. a lot of people forget that too. It's just that she's been playing in Australia that that people don't realise that. So, um, yeah, thumbs up for Robbie Ryan. I'm sure we'll see plenty more double figure <laughs> games from you, Robbie. Um, now let's move on to the last game of the round. It involves your caps. Yes. And you went down to the Boomers 103 to 68, um, but an incredible first half from the Caps, reeling back a 17-point deficit to get within one of um, the Boomers in the second quarter without yourself, Gemma Potter, and Britt Smart, who was a late withdrawal. You guys showed a lot of guts in that first half. We did, and I think the coolest thing was that people just stood up to that, like when opportunities were given. You know, um, Cherie found out, 20 minutes before the game that she was going to be starting that game. So she didn't go into a game preparing. She was starting. So that's one thing. Um, But everyone just showed a lot of grit and heart in that first half. Um, Second half's a whole different story. But the first half, um, everyone just locked into the game plan. And that's that's what we want. We want everyone to buy in. Um, And, yeah, I think, yeah, if we can take – we can watch the first half, break that down and see what happened. You know, um, people getting after plays, um, people sticking to the defensive scout – we can take that and we can build on that. I think um, we, that's something we want to improve, our defence. Um, we've been giving up really big margins, but I think um, it's going to be a process for us. Um, we'll get back to work and we'll continue to work on that. But, um, yeah, we've got 10 days now, so we'll make sure we get Adelaide. So it blew out in the second half. We yep. know you were without three of your top players. Brit Smart, so experienced, yep. and you lost her you know, half an hour before <laughs> the game. So that's really hard to adjust to. Yep. But you're coming up against the reigning champs. They've got Opals yep. who are fresh off World Cup. They've got WNBA players. So I guess as much as you would have learnt a lot in the first half as to how you reeled the margin back in, there would have been a lot of lessons about what happened and how it blew back out in the second half, and it is a young group. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, anytime you come up against the reigning champs, like they're obviously the reigning champs for a reason, and they're going to be one of the best teams in the league again this year. Um, and they just basically, like, with them, if you if you make a mistake, they're going to execute it and capitalise on that. So, like, there was one play, I remember, at the end of the th- uh, the half, where we had it at eight, um, we uh, over-rotated, they, Wallace hits three to finish off the half. So it's just little things that they're going to capitalise on and we need to understand that. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get there. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, Vili's an unbelievable coach and she knows exactly what we need to work on. So uh, we'll get back to practice. Everyone's buying in. Everyone's going to be there. And, um, yeah, we'll make sure we clean those things up um, and, yeah, hold some uh, teams to some lower margins. Just before we move on, what's been sort of the overall message from – 
Veely. It is her first season as head coach, but been around the group for yeah. a few years, assistant coach in that half yeah. season. And as we've talked about, coached extensively the young talent through Australian underage teams and the COE. So what's been her message in terms of bringing the group together in this sort of rough start? Yeah, I guess from day one, Veely was so big about our culture. You know, our group, like we get along like we get along so good, you know. She recruits probably high-character people before basketball is like, so um, everyone gets along, everyone's really high-character and it's just a really fun group to be around and that that speaks volumes of her as a coach. So uh, the message has been, though, we just want to get better every game. So yesterday, um, of course, we want to win. Like, that's always the overall goal, but we just wanted to get 10%, 10% better than we were the day before. So um, I think we did that yesterday. I think um, our defence looks a bit better. Uh, we still want to be a bit more aggressive and because we can, we've got the ability, we've got Ray, Swaney, we've got long people. Mm. Um, I think I'm long, but I'm definitely not as long as them too. <laughs> but we've got like, yeah, people like that in the group that we we have the ability to play really upbeat, disruptive and aggressive defense. So just a matter of getting there, but yeah, just getting 10% better every time we hit the floor as a group um, and that'll hold us in good stead. Yeah, well said, Jade Melbourne. Well, Jade Melbourne from the UC Caps <laughs> is our special co-host on the WNBL show this week. Jado, it's been an incredible <laughs> 2022 for you. Let's rewind back to April. Seems yes. a million miles ago now, so doesn't long. it? It's so November. <laughs> it's November. It's flown this year and with good reason because you've been a busy beat. But yes. let's go back to April when you were selected by the Seattle Storm in the WNBA draft. Where does that rate in terms of moments, highlights in your yeah. young career so far? Uh, it's definitely the highest for feeling most nervous on a day. Um, but no, that was probably pretty high, I think. Um, yeah, kind of realised that my name was kind of being thrown around. I didn't really believe it when my agent was telling me, but yeah, kind of a month out, I was like, oh, this is like a legit thing. Um so, yeah, obviously we, like, made a little day out of it. Um, my dad has a pub. I'll give him a shout out because he'll love it. The yeah. Crown Terrelgan. Um, Yeah, so we all went there um, and, yeah, just celebrated the day. So we had it up on the big screen. I had my mum, dad, a couple of friends, a um, couple of people from, like, um, my local basketball association there. And, um, yeah, got to kind of the last picks. So I was like, oh, will I go, will I not? And then, yeah, my name popped up on the board and it was a really cool feeling. I think, you know, um, playing at the highest level has always been a massive goal of mine and, I'm um, getting drafted to the WNBA. So, you know, I know it's only the first step in the journey, but um, yeah, it was a really cool day. And to be surrounded with um, great family and friends was made it extra special. So you see your name before it's called out because of the delay. I remember yeah. being with, um, I was very lucky to be with Ezzy on her draft so day cool. with her agent yeah. and her parents. Yep. So it was just the four of us um, in Bruce Cater, her agent's office yep. in Essendon, like early on a Tuesday morning. Yep. And then I was at Shyla's um, yeah, draft cool. party. Yep. She had a like a sweet 16th. It was an event <laughs> in Sydney last the year. The donut wall? The donut oh, wall. I was, I was like, oh. <laughs> But it's really interesting because, yeah, because of the delay, yeah. Um, I remember Bruce and even Shane Hill last year, they sort of hear it, like if they're watching through the app, hear it before it comes up sort yep. of on ESPN. So was that like, did you see your name before you they read it yeah. out? So mine was actually a bit different. So they kind of read kind of the first, say like 15, 16 picks. And then after that, it's like, they just kind of let it flow behind this. Yeah. Oh, so you were a scrolling so graphic? Yeah, I wasn't read out. So oh. like, yeah, so like... That I think because like then it's not the five minute delay like they just come up at any time so like 
I think uh, there's a video of me. I've just got like my head in my hands, like elbows on the table. I'm like, <gasps> like feeling sick. Um, and then, yeah, like I, cause I, I sort of knew that if I was going to get picked up, it was by Seattle. Mm. So I saw that they had the 33rd pick and I was like, all right, if I'm going to go, it's going to be to this team. And then I just see like a four letter name. It started with J and then like, I hear like a scream behind me and I'm like, oh, it's me. Like, um, it was probably, probably Shaz. (laughs) (laughs) Um, someone, and then someone (laughs) obviously had really good eyesight. Um, but yeah, then we all kind of yelled and screamed and then popped a bottle of champagne and yeah, it was a good day. (laughs) Uh, It was a good day too, because you got a few DMs, a few follows on Instagram from some absolute goats of women's basketball and um, soon to be teammates. Mm. Tell me about who popped up on your Insta. Yeah, I think uh, the coolest three for me were probably uh, Telves. Telves messaged me probably within half an hour and she was like, congrats, like looking forward to it. Um, and I think Telves was actually taking a pick 33. So she was like, it's a good omen. Oh. So I was like, when Telves told me that, I was like, okay, like this isn't so bad. Um, and then Ezzy messaged me as well and so did LJ. So just seeing that like Aussie Seattle connection um, was really cool to me. Um that, yeah, that was really cool. And they were ones that like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I feel part of it already. And then um, two of the big dogs, Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart also messaged me. Um, and that was really cool too. Just to, yeah, their names in my DMs. I was like, oh, this what is so cool. It was say? just like, it was just like, congrats, um, welcome kind of thing. Um, and they put it on their stories as well. Oh and I was gosh. like, oh, this Did is you awesome. check your story views after you'd been shared by like Sue Bird? Uh, oh, no. <gasps> You should have I checked didn't. how many views you had because nah. you would have got all her <laughs> audience. And did Stewie follow you? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> this is so great. Um, what does it mean to go to Seattle, which is basically the Australian WNBA team? You mentioned some yeah. of the the players that we've got there now in Telbs and, and also Ezzy, LJ, an absolute legend of the storm. You know, they retired her number 15 and yeah. we've had – you know, so many players in between, Jenna, Abby, the yep. list goes on and on and on. Um, does it sort of feel like, you know, a familiar home you might be going to in the WNBA? Yeah, I think one, like they wear um, they wear green and gold. So I think that's one of the coolest things, you know. It feels like you're playing, not for Australia, but that connection's like already there. And yeah, like you said, like they've kind of paved the way and, you know, they've obviously put in a good word or made a great name for Australia basketball and stuff like going over there. So yeah, to following kind of their footsteps. Um, yeah, it makes it, I feel like a bit more special. So when Seattle did pick me up, I'm like, Oh, like Aussies are there and it'll be kind of cool too. Like hopefully when I go over to training camp, which I'm planning to in April, um, you know, hopefully Talbs and Ezzy are still there and, um, yeah, even Sammy was there a couple of years yeah. ago. So yeah, I think, and they're such a successful franchise too. So I think it makes that li- makes it all that little bit more special. Sammy, two time WNBA champion yeah. with Seattle. Um, you mentioned heading to training camp next year. So you've taken um, the path, I guess, where you have opted not to go to college and play in the WNBL, which yep. means you're now into season three. Mm-hmm. So you're 20 years old. Yes. 20 years old and you'll have three WNBL seasons under your belt. Surely that's something that Seattle looked at but you'd be so content, I'm sure, with the journey you've chosen to take. You know, by the time you get to the WNBA, you've had some big experiences at senior basketball. For sure. And, um, you know, I could have gone this year, but I think, um, I just think like personally, I wasn't ready to go over there and I would have gone in 
to the training camp, not at 100%. I think I'd just come off COVID um, at the end of the WNBL season um, and just playing against imports. You know, I went against Brit Sykes every day at practice and just the level that they're at and, like, sometimes she's coming off the bench. It's like, like I don't think, like, my, uh, my body's, like, ready for that league yet. So being so young, Seattle didn't want me to come over immediately anyway. So I thought it was just kind of – how everything fell into place for me was like a blessing in disguise. And, um, yeah, I was able to go to Ballarat. Um, I had a really good off season there. So that's really what I wanted, just a season to work on kind of me. Um, being at the COE, you never really have an off season. So just that opportunity to like, you know, get stronger, work on my jump shot, just all these little things, fine tune my game. Um, hopefully I can come off really good WNBL season. I'll be back on track next week. Um, and then, yeah, go over there fully confident that I can secure a roster spot. So you had a goal in 2022, which you've told me a bit about, and that was involving a training camp and a trip to a particular uh, yeah. place <laughs> overseas, and you achieved that this year. Tell yeah. us about the goal that you did set out to achieve and you did so. Yeah, so for me, um, yeah, I, I decided that um, I wanted to go to the New York camp um, with the Opals. I saw that kind of in the calendar and I was like that'd be cool like if I can make it to there like that'd be awesome and don't get me wrong once I got over to New York like obviously I wanted to make the World Cup team um but yeah just to just to get there I think I have to look back and realize like I wasn't even in the Opal squad 12 months ago so to be like almost part of that World Cup team um yeah I kind of have to pat myself on the back that it's been a good year um and yeah, being part of the team um, up until like five days before the World Cup, getting that opportunity to train, like I still I still fangirl all those girls. I'm not going to lie, like the respect I have for those girls and the Opals and what they did, like, um, yeah, they're an unbelievable group. So I just try and go into those camps. Um, I just listen, soak everything up like a sponge. Yeah, I'm myself and, you know, throw some jokes around here and there. But um, yeah, I just really appreciate the opportunity and um, yeah, it kind of makes me hungrier now to make the next kind of major event. You were so much a part of it, as you said, with the team yeah. up until five days before. So um, you were one of, I think, three cuts. Was it three cuts? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, to the final team. You, as you always do, put the team first and continue to train with them and be a part of the group. Um I know New York was your goal and you achieved that. Obviously, there would have been some disappointment not making the 12, but it it was just such an Opals thing to do yeah. to be part of the team and their preparations up until five days before. Um, was that ever a doubt in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, like I was so excited. Like I got a message from, I think it was like Sandy and Trish, and they were like, would you be happy to come to Gold Coast? I was like, oh, Mum, they want me to come to the Gold Coast. Like I was super excited. And like for me, like it wasn't even like a, a second thought, like, um, yeah, what, however I can contribute to that, you know, and I think that's a credit to the the sisterhood and the culture they made over the last 12 months. Um, yeah, as soon as I got that opportunity, like it was a no brainer. Um, yeah, just being around those girls, like I said, like it's just another opportunity for me to learn. Um, I got the opportunity to play in like three practice games with them and mm. yeah, just, yeah, just being on court with them, um, getting to know them more, like it's just awesome for me. And um, yeah, I really appreciated them reaching out and asking me to uh, train. I'm sure they would have appreciated my time, but um, yeah, it was really cool. And you were so much a part of it that when Australia won its first game of the World Cup <laughs> campaign against Marley on, on the Friday night, you were sitting courtside in Sydney yeah. and they got you on court yeah. and got around you. And it was so beautiful to see because you were so much a part of that team. How excited were you that they got that first win? And, and what was it like to be embraced on court? Yeah, I was stoked. You know, I was obviously, I was cheering on every possession. I was there the night before and felt the disappointment they would have felt when they lost against France. Um, but yeah, like it was so cool. Like Madge came over to me and put her hand out and I was like, 
oh, oh, like you give me a handshake. Like I thought I was going to go give her a hug or something. And then she like drags me in. I was like, oh, here I go. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, yeah, the recognition, I guess, for them to come over and get around me. Um, I was stoked that I could be in that huddle and get around them and tell them that they were killing it. So um, yeah, they're just an awesome group to be around and, you know, a bronze medal. Um, it's, just, it's just crazy. And the rebuild they've had this year and the work they've put into their culture, they're just uh, such a great group of girls. And uh, yeah, they, it was it was really cool. I, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. You are a ripper, Jade Melbourne, <laughs> because you sum up the selflessness and the team first ethos of what the Opals have been forever because, and I'm not sure if, you know, everyone knows this, but you were in pre-season for Canberra and you were regularly driving from Canberra to Sydney to watch the Opals and then driving back late at night because we were playing at 8.30. And I just, I couldn't believe it when I found out that that's what you were doing. And you, you know, you were, um, yeah, in a tough pre-season, you were probably missing out on a bit of sleep. But to me, that just summed up who you are, that you were coming to support your teammates and then, you know, driving back to Canberra at all hours to, you know, train the next morning. So um, I think that just completely sums up who you are and why you will be an Opal for many years to come. So good Thank job, you. Jade Melvin. Thank you, Megan Hasway. <laughs> but no, I guess at the end of the day, I'm a country girl. So three hours down the road wasn't too far. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was a huge commitment by you. Yeah. Um, so, so well done. Um, let's talk next about your comeback because we have a fever I'm break. <laughs> a mini, it's a mini comeback. I'm back, <laughs> I'm back like I never left. Um, it is a mini break. So we've got a fever window, which um, means there'll be no games this weekend. And then round four uh, on Wednesday, November 30, and it's uh, Adelaide Lightning hosting UC Caps. And you'll be back. I'll be back. It's going to be a great game and you must be so pumped to get back on court. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, And I think for me too, like just who I am, like I want to be on the court with the girls. Like, you know, we had a defensive session this week and like we stripped it back to the basics and I'm like, damn, like I'm missing out on doing that like with my team. And it's a real problem-solving phase for us at the moment. So, yeah, just to be back this week um, on Thursdays, our first team practice and you know, I haven't got the all clear from the physio yet, but I'm pretty sure it's that coming. I'll be I'll be in practice on <laughs> Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to that, being back with the group. Um, yeah, just being able to help them, and you know, we're still in our hunt for our first win. So I like I want to do it um, for Vili. I want to do it for the girls. So um, yeah, we're going to be hunting down Adelaide. We got what nine nine days down to recover, and we'll be ready. So you've been a spectator the last couple of games. Are you really fidgety. So fidgety. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm stoked that I got to come here to, uh, to Melbourne um, and be a part of it yesterday. But, um, yeah, watching in Perth, I was like, oh, like you just want to be there. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I felt like a fan just watching like a Saturday night basketball game. I was yeah. like, oh, that's my team. Yeah, that's um, my team. But, yeah, I'm just like stoked, you know. I've just been, yeah, that's I think for me like because I have to do something. I've been on top of the rehab and, um, yeah, it's just time to get back out on court now. Yeah, you'll be ready to go. Um, Gemma Potter, how's G going? She's had her surgery and she's on the road to recovery. Yeah, she's good. Um, and Gem's in really high spirits too, you know. Um, yeah, the reality that you're going to miss 12 months kind of kicked in for her. But, um, you know, she's one of the strongest people I know. Um, she's going to kill this rehab. She'll be – she's – progressing to already start taking a couple of steps and she's not even two weeks post-op. So, um, yeah, she's strong. Um, yeah, she's one of my best mates and, uh, yeah, I know she'll kill it. I know she'll be back on court and 
better than ever, you know. She just says second time, second time's a charm. So she's in really good spirits. And um, she was there yesterday, wasn't she? She was there yesterday. I love that. Yeah, and even like walking around like the the bench and giving everyone high fives. I'm like, Jem, just relax, like yeah. get your crutches. And she's like, I'm fine. So no. you know that stubborn attitude. Um, yeah. So I know she'll she's gonna work well. Um, she's so happy she got to get into surgery straight mm. away, but um. Yeah, no doubt. She'll be back on court in no time. And that was the thing that she was most flat about. I spoke to her for ASPN oh, a couple of days after she did her ACL and she was most flat when you guys went off to Townsville yeah. and that she'd have to come back to Melbourne and not be with yeah. you guys. So, so nice that, you know, she was able to be with you here in Melbourne Absolutely. at the weekend. Now, round four will also be the Signet WNBL's first ever fighting period poverty round. The WNBL has partnered with national charity Share the Dignity and will set out to raise awareness and support for Australian menstruators who desperately need access to period products. So really important round, a very um, crucial cause that will shine more of a light on next week um, in the show. But we uh, we caught up at the season launch and did a bit of pre-filming, didn't we? And we yeah. spoke about that charity then. So it's going to be great to learn yeah. a bit more about it yeah. um, heading into round four as, as we shine a light yeah. um, on that. But Jade, it's been great having you here. Thank you so much for making the time. It has been an absolute joy. No, it's been a dream. You know, co-host a show with the Megan Husway. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I've enjoyed every minute of it. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for putting me on your wish list. And it's been oh, great to you, be here. You're always oh. top of my wish list. <laughs> and we might have to see whether we can get you on Zoom one week, oh. whether you can be on a screen in here. Be happy Will to do it. Will you come back? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, this time's flying by. I, I thought we were just starting. So, no, nah, it's been great. Um, yeah. And if you want to have me again, I'd, I'd love, to, every love week, to be here. Every week, Jade <laughs> Melbourne. Thank you. <laughs> 